Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Meta Spiritual Talk on the Meta Spiritualist Podcast. I'm your host, Marla, and through today's journey, we have a special guest that goes by the name of Sean Energy. Sean Energy is a Reiki healer, yoga enthusiast, and also creator and host of the Cosmic Temple on YouTube and creator and host of the Monk on the Mountain podcast. Monk on the Mountain is a spiritually based podcast that offers a platform for modern spiritualists to express their spiritual experiences, spiritual practices, and spiritual disciplines. On the podcast, Sean Energy discusses energy work, psychic ability, interdimensional travel, healing modalities, manifestation techniques, and all forms of creating love in our hearts. I am so excited to share this episode with you all. Take a listen. The Metaspiritualist is guided by the creator of the universe through prayer, meditation, and sound healing. Sean Energy, thank you so much for being on the Metaspiritualist, Metaspiritual Talk. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do and, and how you've arrived to this place in your spiritual journey. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on your podcast here. It's just uh, such an honor to be able to talk about these topics. And I'm just so grateful to be in a day and age where we can be free with our experiences and, and share them with people that are also on their journey so that more people feel, you know, more at home in their spiritual quest and they can feel that there is a community of people that are intelligent and have successful lives to whatever degree they, you know, they want success and, and they're normal people, but they also have this metaphysical aspect to them that they take very seriously, just as seriously as any other aspect in their life. And, and it is like probably the most important thing to any true spiritualist is, is their spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, it started out, you know, as a child, I was going to say when I first came to earth, yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of how I look at it. Um, that is how I look at it. But when I was a child, I was deeply connected to spirit and I didn't even know it, but I used to meditate as a kid and mm -hmm. no one taught me how to meditate. I would just meditate. That was like a thing that I enjoyed doing as a child. And I had a lot of experiences that were like unexplainable as a child. I had like audible psychic experiences where I would hear like the thoughts of like my loved ones, sometimes like crystal clear in my head, like as if they were speaking and I would respond to them. And then they were like taken back that because they didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And I had other experiences, like visual experiences of things that happened. Um, but in my childhood, I, I like lost touch with it as you get older and you basically, you know, you get involved with life and you start taking on different identities and you start participating in, in different parts of life. Like for me, it was sports mm -hmm. and school and, and learning your identity and whatnot. And uh, my, my father was, basically the only person I could talk to about my spiritual experiences. I didn't even think of them as spiritual experiences when I was a kid, to be honest. Um, he used to call it the sight. He used to say that you have the sight and he had, he had the sight and his, his mother had it. So my grandmother. So to him, it was, he explained it to me like a burden, like he, in his experience mm. of deep spirituality, it was like a burden. It, it made life very difficult to have, um, extra sensory experiences or paranormal experiences or, or higher conscious understanding. These are words that I've, I'm using now. He didn't mm -hmm. even have like access to that because um, he was from an older generation. You know, there wasn't the internet. You right. had to seek this in books or, or things that you heard and like a really loose connection um, to spirituality. So 
that was like my only resource or outlet when I was a kid. And he passed away when mm-hmm. I was 16. So now, let me yeah, pause you right there. Cause I want to ask you, um, was he raised in a Christian home, a Catholic home, or was the family like belief system very liberal? Yeah, that's a great question. He was raised in a Roman Catholic home. So a lot of crucifixes, a lot of uh, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, mm-hmm. a lot of like the fear of going to hell. I'm, I'm glad you asked that because my dad had, he was uh, in in Vietnam and he had like a really deep thing about him going to hell. Like mm-hmm. he felt like he was going to hell, you know, because he was in the war. And, uh, you know, that kind of like probably messed him up, like in his in his mental image and and things you know, growing up. So yeah, yeah, I was in, I was in a very Christian household, Christian everywhere. I'm, you know, Roman Catholic. I'm, I'm from an Italian family. So that's basically, you know, the cathedrals in Rome and Mm -hmm. all that. So uh, yeah, but just to get back. So um, he passed away and then I went into what a lot of spiritualists describe as like a dark night of the soul Mm -hmm. where I was like very, very lost, very, very like emotionally, upset and you know tried to continue my life went on to university and you know did college and and everything like that and then after school i was like i knew less about myself than ever and i had you know just got out of like a really uh difficult relationship where where that person was like they had a lot of healing that they needed to do and it 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 translated into like verbal and physical abuse that came toward me a lot Mm. And uh, emotional abuse, like, you know, all of the crazy things. I, I look at it now, like, I'm great. I'm so grateful that I experienced that because out of that experience, I had no idea who I was anymore. I really didn't. I was like, who am I? Like, what is, I didn't even have a, a personality that was my own anymore. I was trying to fit into so many different groups and mm-hmm. trying to fit into what that person wanted me to be that I had, I had lost myself. And I remembered that when I was a kid, I used to meditate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going back to when I was a kid because that's like the last time I could remember that I was like happy, that I knew who I was. And I started meditating again. So then I went on the internet and I was looking up meditation techniques. And this is in like 2000 and like late 2010. When okay. My, my yeah, I was going to. I was going to ask you about what age was that that you. Yeah. Like reflected. Yeah, I was like 22 years old. So, um, I started researching different meditation techniques and then that led me down like a a rabbit hole of all types of information. And it's, it's amazing now because like 10 years later, there's a lot of access to like credible resources and good information. There's also still a lot of really misleading and and wild information out there too. Mm -hmm. That's not very grounded or useful for people in their spiritual journey. But when I had first started, there was a lot of that. And like, there weren't a lot of like spiritualists coming out and talking about their experiences. I was on forums where people were writing like pages and pages <laughs> of forums. And like a lot of it had to do with like Archangel Michael and the galactic <clears throat> family and like your star seed stuff and like all this, all these different things in 2010, I was trying to navigate through all that to find yeah. like, you know, the, the truth within it and, and how to, you know, become more spiritually sound. And I stumbled on um, Robert Monroe the founder of uh, the Monroe Institute, Mm -hmm. um, which is like the, the exploratory consciousness Institute in Virginia. And I stumbled onto their 
out-of-body techniques, the astral traveling, soul traveling techniques. Mm -hmm. And I found that if you were able to master this, this technique of soul, that you could reunite with lost loved ones. And wow. Yeah. And I was so like still in pain from the loss of my dad. So I started pursuing these this pursuit of of out of body experiences and I dedicated everything I had to it. Like I I did all the techniques, I took (laughs) workshops. Yeah. I made a dream journal. I I was meditating on it all the time. And eventually with not even that long a time, a few months of of real serious dedication, I had, I started having like the onset initiate experiences energetically of getting out of body. Mm -hmm. And then after like getting the courage up to like see this experience through I was able to get out of body and, and had an out of body experience, a soul traveling experience. And um, the first one that I was successfully out of body, my father was like, waiting there for me. On the wow. So what was your initial reaction to that? Like, how did you, you know, when you, when you met with him, what was your initial reaction? Yeah, he, the first thing was um, he appeared to me, he died of cancer. And when I had seen him last in the physical, his body had been withered. And he was a big, tall, strong guy, like six mm-hmm. foot three, six foot four, strong guy. And the cancer had like, you know, changed his body. When I seen him in the in the astral or like the, the other higher realm, he looked young and healthy, even younger than like what I had known him as, you know, as as his son. Mm-hmm. And um we embraced each other. He gave me a hug, like we hugged each other. And um, he joked with me. He asked me what took me so long. Because <laughs> uh, he already knew that you had the gifts. You just needed to tap in, right? Yeah. And I mean, I told him on his deathbed, I would find him again. And mm. I didn't even know what I meant at the time. So he gave me some messages. And what really that experience gave me was healing at such a deep and profound level because then I had experienced that like he wasn't obliterated, you know, like his soul continued on. And I had then the experiential knowledge of life after death. Mm -hmm. And that changed me. That completely changed me because then when I like phased back into my physical body, first off, I was crying, Mm -hmm. crying, like sobbing. Um, from like that release of, of all that pain and, and all the unknowing. And he gave me a message from my mom as well. Um, but yeah, so I, what did, what did your mom say after you explained to her this experience that you've had? She said, next time you see your father, tell him I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Literally what she said. Um <laughs> Because he died of he died of cancer from from cigarettes, you know, and we had always asked him, begged him to stop smoking. And like I used to have premonitions when I was a kid, dreams that he was going to die young and uh, dreams of like the the Reaper, like coming up my driveway to like take my dad. I used to have these dreams Mm -hmm. to tell him about them, like wild, wild stuff as a kid. But um, yeah, my mom didn't like not believe it, but she also was very like wrapped up in her own processing and her own pain and and suffering through it Mm -hmm. so uh years later now though i actually have her like reading the out-of-body stuff and like getting more into it so like you know she's definitely uh 
she's definitely awoken to it and she's interested in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not where I'm, where I'm at, but, you know, it's it's okay. It's great. So how, how many times have you traveled outside of yourself? And are you ever afraid that you won't come back? Yeah, um, I've traveled a good amount of times, more times than I can count. I actually just got out of body the last time on the 31st of January. That was like mm. five days ago. Mm-hmm. And then the time before that was on the 13th of January. So I keep a I keep a journal of these occurrences because it's they're so transformative that like every single one has to they're literally life changing every single one. Mm-hmm. So um, no, I'm never, ever afraid that I'm not going to get back. I've been so far out into into other realms of consciousness, so traveled for such length of, of time, if you want to call it that, because it's so beyond time. Mm-hmm. That, uh, but I've, I, when I first started, I, one time I was like, I wonder if I could even get back. I'm so far away <laughs> right now. And instantly I snapped back into my body. So wow. actually it's like the opposite now where it's like, my entire time that I'm, I've achieved that state um, of beyond the self. I'm focusing on keeping myself there and and proceeding forward with the journey, um, and not getting pulled back into the physical. Because we're in a thought responsive reality matrix in the higher realm. So if you're th- if you think human body, if you think Earth, if you think my human self, you're going to get magnetically like attracted back into your human experience. And it's going to break you out of that, that phase. And I just want to clarify for anybody that's listening to this, because the, a lot of times I get people that ask like, how do you know it's not a dream? How do you know it's not like your imagination? Like, what is it like? And the difference is the main difference is that like when you're in a dream, you went to sleep and you're having a dream. This is a technique that has to do with an, a practice of consciousness with an intent, with an energy, with uh, repeated techniques and affirmation and, and a work within yourself to initiate the uh, onset of it, which is like a, you feel like a vibration come all over your, yourself, within yourself, a deep, powerful vibration that mm-hmm. is very jarring. It's it's unlike anything you ever felt in your life. And then you slip out of your physical body with 100% of your consciousness. At just as the same as I'm standing here, I would then be standing next to my bed where my body is asleep and, at, and peaceful. I could see my physical body there and I could see the room that I'm in and then you leave. So it's like, wow. that's the, that's the difference. Like it's not uh, a mentalism. It's not a deep imagination. It's not a vision quest because that's a side of, you know, plenty of spiritualists uh, know what I'm talking about. When I say a vision quest, like you go into your meditation, yeah. you're given visions, you go, you go through multiple visions and you go get some information or some, some experiences. A lot of people do past life regression that way. And whatnot. I was just about to ask you about that. Like, is this similar to a past life? regression or progression, you know, something that you need to go forward and and heal before you even approach that realm in your physical self. Yeah. You can experience your past lives uh, through out-of-body experiences and and the way that you experience them, you can experience them directly by like re-embodying the um, experience you had as that being, mm-hmm. or you can see it from like a, a an outside perspective, like as if you were watching an event take place from, from like a higher perspective, but it's not required that you do any work at all to get to this state. 
all you have to do is be fearless and and understand mm. the techniques and have enough courage to to pursue your spiritual truth like there's this one quote and i love it it's just it's so powerful to me and it's like it goes you should seek god the way that a drowning person seeks air mm. and if you could really embody that within yourself within your consciousness like that there's nothing more important than you seeking your spiritual truth and your spiritual understanding. Like, and if you you need it the way that a drowning person needs air, that's the type of conviction you need to have on the spiritual path to, to really have a transformation and to really shift your understanding and, and to evolve in consciousness is you have to have that type of dedication and, and fearlessness. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're um, with the university of metaphysics. Are you an alumni? Or I'm, are I'm, you still in the program as well? Yeah, I'm almost done with the program now. Um, I'll, I'm almost done with the program now. So I've been working at it for a couple of years. And um, yeah, that I've been with the I've been with them for like nine years, nine, about nine years with the with wow. IMM. And they're amazing people. They're, mm-hmm. you know, it's an amazing group. And the information that uh, the the founder put into paper, you know, is is very sound it's very sound and it's very powerful and and it gives you some really good intellectual understanding of some very hard things to understand. Yeah. So what led you to um, go through a formal process of of attaining knowledge and information? Because, you know, a lot of people, if you're not going to a brick and mortar or um, like a traditional university or college, sometimes those degrees aren't recognized. So what um, led you down this path and what are you studying? Yeah, well, um, Jesus wasn't certified. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's, that's the whole, that's like the short answer to a long question. You don't need a certification to be a master. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need, you don't need a piece of paper to validate your spiritual experiences. You don't need formal training to be a very high level consciousness. Um, I decided to go down the the metaphysical institute um, route because I saw that it had an accreditation and a certification that was in alignment with with spirituality, true spirituality, and there isn't a lot of that around there. And right. the thing about them is that even though they're they're non secular, because of the laws of of religion and whatnot, no. Um, no entity can discredit their degree. Like their degree is, you can't discredit it. So right. it, it's like, it's just as worthy as, as any degree. It's just, it, it's non-secular. So I loved that. And I also, you know, in this world, people want to see some type of degree, like, for, or, or some type of certification. Like, it's so funny to me right now, like over COVID, everybody's got a life coach certification. Yes. Like, <laughs> everybody's a certified life coach. Like, what were you doing before you're trapped in your house? Now you're, now you're coming out, you're a certified life coach, like more power to you. Like if you're bringing positivity and happiness into your life and other people's lives, that's Mm -hmm. great. But like, you know, everybody came out of the COVID, they're a life coach, they're a fitness coach, they're, they're this coach, they're that coach. Like everybody wants to help everybody else. Like, how about you help yourself first? Yes. And that's where my journey, my journey was about helping me and growing who I am and, and learning my spiritual depth and pursuing that first. And, in the beginning, I, I wanted to help everybody and tell everybody, but people weren't ready back then. I wanted yeah. to scream it from a mountaintop. But what I learned is I was like, turn, I was, I ended up isolating myself, like 
people who I talked to about this weren't ready for it. They they were very attached to the religious aspects of it. Mm-hmm. People told called me the devil because <laughs> you know things like that. And uh, so I I had to I stopped just talking about it all the time with people. And I realized that the journey is is one of like an individual pursuit first, and mm-hmm. then you could bring that to the people. So just to wrap that question up is like I have like a Reiki master certification. You know um, I'm. A, very powerful energy worker. I have levels of understanding that exceed Reiki far beyond what any Reiki manual has ever taught. But people like to know that the person doing their energy work training has like a, a certification in Reiki. And mm-hmm. then I can say that, like, yeah, I have a Reiki master certification, but what I teach like far exceeds Reiki. Like I've learned energy work from higher dimensions of consciousness. They don't have that in the in the book, you know? So, uh, and the other side of it is I, I want to integrate my work more into the mainstream through mm-hmm. like literary productions and uh, like speaking and and events and and all that, so having uh, a metaphysical PhD is going to mm-hmm. help. You know, people aren't going to ask like where like where's your PhD from, and if they do, it's fine. But you know, th- just the fact that you have a credential at that level, um, it's it just gives you more credibility in this world. You know, yeah. and that's that was the reason was I wanted to have more credibility. Um, and also, you know, people have a lot of discernment and a lot of people, they're not ready to like give up their disbelief, but when you have a credibility and you've proven that you are like an active member of society, that you have a level of intelligence that is acceptable, um, and you're not a a loon or a crazy person, then they'll be willing to hear you more. And I Mm -hmm. think that now is the best time for, uh, up and coming spiritualists to, to take it seriously because it is being, uh, accepted more in the mainstream. It's not mainstream yet, but at least people are talking about these concepts, even if they're not completely sure. And even if they're not having the experiences of it, it's, it's in the air now. So it's a really good time to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I, I had my awakening and we could talk about me later on your show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had my awakening when I was 19. And that was um, almost 20 years ago now. And it was very taboo to talk about the type of things that I was even interested in back then. Um, But I was thrusted into the Baptist church and was very dead set on Bible church, Bible church, you know. Um, And so now I see the progression in spirituality because of social media. And it, to me, it seems that there's more awakenings happening, happening at a much rapid pace. And also there's more, like you said, gurus and coaches that are coming to the surface. Um, and it, it, and we have to really like develop our discernment or else there's so many scammers out there. We would, we would be caught up in that, in that circus. Um, but I think it's a part of me feels like it's becoming one of those um, sectors that's kind of overly saturated, but the fakes will start to fall off pretty soon because you can only fake for so long. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I love that so much that you mentioned that because, man, as you know, being a person that's actually on the path and knows the transformation that takes place, mm-hmm. seeing people wearing like the badge of spirituality you know they'll they're they're at their level of understanding my 
like I don't I don't like to say I like I have a fear about it or like a resistance about it. But my contention, my only contention, which like I release this, I do because I'm happy that any there's any conversations happening. I just don't like people spending their money um, and not getting evolution. I don't like people getting scammed, and I don't want people to be like misled. Because when you're putting your your trust into a spiritual advisor, you're putting your deepest vulnerabilities. You're probably talking and, and expressing things that like you don't even tell your parents or your best friends. And or a you're psychologist. Gonna, or a psychologist, <laughs> you know? especially a psychologist. Like, or they'll they'll put you, you know, they might put you on medication. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I don't love I don't like that. Um, you know, people could be taken advantage of, and I don't want them to like mistrust spirituality because they they got in touch with i've i've heard tons of stories tons of stories of people like i had this guru and or i had like this tarot card reader or this and that and it was it didn't work out and i learned that that person was on their ego journey and i'm like yeah of course of course and there is there are people out there that are deep spiritual seekers that have done lots of work and Mm -hmm. and have have a lot to teach and that's how information has been passed down since the dawn of time the other thing is that this information is not new this isn't new this is new stuff this is as old as the first light that entered the sun you know or the universe like this stuff is old as god itself so you know there isn't like this new way to do it i find that there's a lot of like meme culture right now yes and anybody can make like a meme and you really got to be careful with your memes, guys. Just because you read it and it had like a picture, <laughs> and it doesn't mean that you should like adapt that mindset. Like there's a lot of like memes that sound like they sound like they're based in spirituality, but the reality of it is like there's it's an ego projection that will only slow down your own evolution. Mm-hmm. If you want true evolution, start meditating. Start becoming aware of the thoughts that you create. Thoughts are psychic energy. Our thought, like the word psychic, uh, we got to take like the stigma out of psychic. Like when people hear the word psychic, they think uh, they think like um, reading minds or they mm-hmm. think, um, you know, like seeing things and visions and stuff. Psychic, the word psychic just means like non-physical. All energy that you could feel that's invisible to the naked eye is psychic energy. So your thoughts, you can't see them when you think things, but there is a field and science is even like caught on to this now at this point that there is energy in in thinking so like your thoughts are psychic energy and we pick up on each other's psychic energy mm-hmm. so that's the type of stuff that you can get involved with right away because it's part of your natural being state like slow down trying to meet your starseed family like don't even go there like don't even yeah. try <laughs> don't even put expectations on that sort of thing not that that may or may not happen in your experience but if you want true tangible growth that you can experience like while you're in traffic, while you're at work, while you're experiencing like the light of the sun touching you, like if you want that and you want more love in your heart and more quality of life, there's a beautiful path to take. And it's, it's not in the memes. It's in the work that you do in yourself. Yeah. You just made me think of um, um, escapism. You know, people are using spirituality as escapism, like wanting to rush and do something outside of themselves without doing the deep inner work that it takes to heal from past traumas and day-to-day life. So what do you say about those individuals who are uh, clinging on to spirituality as a form of escapism? I would say that there's nothing better to cling on to. <laughs> if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna cling on to something, like it might as well be spirituality, because at the fundamental core of it, it's based in love and growth. 
So I will, I, there's a lot of worse things that you can hold on to and cling on to when you're suffering and when you're in pain. Like if you choose spirituality, you know, I would love to know that you're choosing spirituality within yourself first. Like you're seeking the depths of your consciousness. There's so many great, amazing books and resources out there that um, you can use, like the Journeys Out of Body series, Adventures Beyond the Body by William Buhlman, Higher Self Now by William Buhlman. I'm a William Buhlman fan, mm-hmm. a million percent. Uh, so like Higher Self Now, the secret of the soul. Um, there's this wonderful, powerful book called uh, Advanced Yoga Practices, which has like a Q&A format of like very deep spiritual questions that covers an enormous, vast array of different topics. Advanced Yoga Practices is good. There's mm-hmm. some really good resources out there. And there's also some really wonderful um, beings, you know, that are dedicated to this path at a high level. So the thing that that you need to do um, for people that are thinking about escapism is it's not about escaping. It's about integrating. So mm-hmm. like, you're not going to escape yourself. You need to integrate the spiritual path into your understanding. The deepest knowledge that you need to understand is that you're a soul, right? Let's start with the, well, let's start with the one thing that almost everybody can get behind and we'll build off of that. So mm-hmm. like everybody wants to believe in God. Everybody wants to believe in heaven. But nobody wants to think about the mechanism that gets you there, like the between. Everybody's just, they're comfortable with saying, I believe in God, mm-hmm. believe in hereafter, believe in life after death. But like their ego won't let them go deeper than that because they're just, they're like, that's enough for me. I'm good. And you know what? That's fine. If that's what they have, then that's what they have. But I challenge you to want to know a little bit more about that mechanism. So if, you can you already believe in the paranormal you already believe in metaphysical by saying like i believe in god i believe in in a, in something that i cannot perceive mm-hmm. well when god made everything because you believe in god he made the earth made people made souls what do you think god made it all out of like there wasn't like a pile of supplies over there there wasn't like some rocks and some bones and some skin he was like i'm going to build people like we build out of clay god mm-hmm. made everything of itself so if everything was made out of God, then everything is God. Yeah. So everywhere you look is the energy of God. Everywhere in every person is God. Everything in you, every piece of your body, every thought in your mind, every emotion that you feel is also God. So if you can maintain and really have that experience and fundamental understanding within your self-image and within the, the image that you project into the world, you will look at the world completely differently. Mm-hmm. Now, things that you used to think of as like the mundane have a level of majesty to them. Now, when you look at the miracles that we experience, then it has like this, you see magic. Like, look, we're talking into microphones over a thousand mile distance yeah. hear each, and see each other like we're right in front of each other. And people need to see magic like it's like flames in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, like the energy of God is existing all around us. And if you can start to look at your world like that and look at yourself like that, you'll have a higher understanding and a deeper connection to your experience. And then we'll connect the next aspect of it. So if you can get that far, and you don't have to start there, you can start anywhere. But then you got to think about well, what am I? Well, I'm a soul. Excuse me. I'm a soul. So what's a soul? You know, a soul is an individual perspective of God consciousness on an infinite journey throughout all types of time space and, and time. Yeah. Space and time and beyond space and time and beyond this dimension and beyond this physical form. Mm-hmm. So if you think about your evolution over infinity, infinity, 
think about infinity. Like we we give ourselves a human time limit. We're like a hundred years at best. Yeah. Everything's on that. That's time my limit. that's my goal. <laughs> yeah. It gives us this like false perception where it's like I only got this hundred years to live, and I got like anything that bad happens to me is messing up a timeline, and anything that doesn't happen in time is like hurting my my potential for success or quality of life. But the reality is that you're on a you're on an evolutionary journey. So the evolution that you attain in this lifetime is the most important evolution of your existence because you only have the experience to be who you are in this perspective in this moment right now you're going to be other beings you're going to be other lifetimes you're going to be in other realms but this one if you have the ability and the and like the passion and pursuit to explore spirituality this might be a lifetime that you're transcending multiple levels and layers of consciousness that will propel you deeper and faster into your infinite journey at a higher level. So I think about it like the goal for me in my journey is to embody the highest states of consciousness that I can as mm-hmm. with while within human form. And then once this life is done to have evolved at such a level that I can embody higher forms of consciousness throughout my evolution. So this is the last part of that. <clears throat> Why would you want to do that? Well, the higher you go in consciousness, and this is from my experience of like out of body journeys and and being in other realms, the closer that you go, like we're in a density, a density reality where there's right. like a lag between like our thoughts and creation. Like when we when we want an idea to manifest, like we have to we think about it and then we we use materials to create it and we, yeah. we use resources in the forms of like people or information to to manifest things. When you're in like the dream worlds or like higher responsive realities thought creates instantly right so imagine if we were in a world like with human beings like us but everybody manifested exactly what they thought instantly man that's kind of scary (laughs) to think exactly to think that it's like thank god for the delay (laughs) because yeah no you can change your mind if it's if it's something that might potentially be dangerous (laughs) yeah and in this world if everybody had exactly what they wanted instantly this world would literally blow up Mm-hmm. like they would blow up it would be too much would, energy it's 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 kind of like a um uh what is that auto combustion or something like that oh where, yeah oh yeah what's that called um spontaneous combustion spontaneous combustion that's yeah. exactly what would happen a hundred percent and that's the that's the thing so it's like imagine that if you're gonna have to incarnate for thousands of lifetimes because you're not responsible enough within your own energy to be a part of a community of thought responsive beings because there are realms where the beings have ascended in love and in their spirituality to a point where like their thoughts are of like this magnificent creation Mm. and it's it's absolutely in harmony and no being would ever harm another being because they understand that it's themselves wow so so we need we don't have that here right now but we're getting there that's deep that right there is deep but i want to switch gears because i don't want us to go you know too far over an hour because this is great i'm very thoroughly enjoy enjoying this conversation you have a podcast monk on the mountain let's talk about it yeah monk on how, the mountain how did you come it? up with it you know what was your process and um you just celebrated a thousand downloads so congratulations yeah thank you uh yeah so monk on the mountain i've i've wanted to to create as many spiritual resources as i as i can so i also have a, a youtube channel uh, called Cosmic Temple and a website which is oneworldpeace.online 
And those actually came before the podcast. So I had some different offerings happening. And then I, I wanted to do the podcast in like 2019. Mm-hmm. And I got the equipment and, and I got it all like ready to roll. But I didn't actually get started with my first recording until uh, the end of 2020, like November 2020. So The Monk on the Mountain, the, the title is inspired by this story. And I can't remember where I heard it from. I don't think I made it up. But anytime I try <laughs> to find this story, I can't find it anywhere. But the the story that inspired me to call it The Monk on the Mountain is there was a person that wanted to seek enlightenment and they left their city to go into the mountains to Mm -hmm. meditate and to attain their enlightenment as an individual. And after years of spending that time, they did achieve their enlightenment and they did achieve their bliss and they did achieve their nirvana and samadhi. But when they looked back to their city, they saw that their people were suffering Mm -hmm. and their people weren't receiving like the gifts of spirit that they have within and the monk decided to come off the mountain and leave his solitude behind to bring what he had learned within himself back to his people so that's the tale of the monk on the mountain and it's very apropos to my journey a journey of several years in solitude in the poconos you know in the mountains and uh you know having to leave friends and family and society behind to a great extent to pursue my experiences and then getting to a point where I realized the world really needs this stuff and they really need it from people that are genuinely having these experiences and have the courage to put themselves out there. Um, Cause that's what it really comes down to. Like there's plenty of people out there. If every single spiritualist like stood up and, and started talking about this, you would see that there's an enormous amount of people having out-of-body experiences, psychic experiences, lots of stuff happening out there. Mm-hmm. But because it's not in the mainstream, um, it's, there's still like a certain stigma attached to it. So that was the the Monk on the Mountain is designed to get rid of that stigma. And most of all, to give people that are on their spiritual journey a sense of community to show that they're not alone, that there's other people out there, like I said before, that are intelligent, good people with with good you know jobs and and families and love in their heart and they're not crazies you know they're not lunatics like these are people that are that are good people that you know that you're in your community that are spiritually awakened and aware and having very powerful experiences mm-hmm. and that was the goal we I just, love uh, it. 18 18 or 19 episodes I have about I have like 20 or so episodes um, out right now that'll be coming out in succession over the next like month or so. And I'm going to be on one of those. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're coming. You're coming for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So what would be something that you would say, because this this conversation has been so deep, um, but what would be one word that you would encourage someone who's on their spiritual journey to just stick with it and and don't be afraid to go into the depths of, of their soul? What would be one word? To put it in one word, I would say love, but love is love is different for everybody. But the concept of gratitude and appreciation for every aspect of your life. So if you could assign gratitude and appreciation to your thoughts, to your experiences, to everything that you are gifted as an experience, 
gratitude and appreciation will bring you healing and it'll also uh in, it'll change the quality of your thoughts and your experiences if you're having a bad day but you say to yourself i'm grateful for this because i'm learning through it i'm grateful for this because i get to have this experience like i'm not dead i'm not like blind and if you are blind there's other senses that you can experience so you can be grateful for those senses as well i don't want to eliminate anybody especially because we're on a podcast here <laughs> but every everything that you have every sense that you have every bit of life that you get to take and love it and love it deeply find that love in you that is just like so powerful it's like the same energy the love of god the way that god loves you any bit of love that you can attach to in your life i when i teach my guided meditations a lot of times like i'll in, i'll invoke people to think of somebody that they love Think of a time in their life when they felt love. They could think of a pet or like a loved one or, you know, a romantic love, wherever they can feel that energy of love. And then release the thought, but feel the love. Now you're generating that energy and you're creating love within your expression. So if you can energetically create love within your expression as consciousness, as an energetic expression, the same way you would dance, right? You mm -hmm. can dance. Everybody loves dancing. You can use energy. You can dance energetically through your emotional states and dancing with love will make the whole world dance with you. I love that. <laughs> that was so, so good. Good. Okay. How can everyone find you on social media, website, email? Yeah. Uh, so and I'll also can... put this in the, in the description of the Awesome. Yeah. Episode. Thank you. Yeah, so you guys, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Sean Energy. It's S-H-A-W-N Energy. Um, it's one underscore world underscore peace on IG. So if you type in Sean Energy or, or one underscore world underscore peace, that'll that'll get you to me. Um, you can also find me at uh, oneworldpeace.online. That's my portal for um, kind of like my journey. And, and I take uh, clients there. It's all donation based. So you don't have to worry about like not being able to afford it. I, I don't like to put a price between people and their evolution. So every everything that I offer is donation based. And I also have the YouTube, which is Cosmic Temple, where I release guided meditations, uh, spiritual philosophy and, um, and the podcast episodes as well. And sometimes like some uh, inspirational videos that I make or whatever I have going on. And uh, I'm also uh, launching a yoga brand. So it's called uh, Om Free, like Om, like Home Free, but uh, it's OM Free. And uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, we're going to be uh, selling like different uh, yoga equipment. So yoga mats and, and things that people can use uh, in their meditation journeys as well. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Sean. Energy. Can't say Sean without energy. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for having me. It was it was really nice to be here. I, lo I look forward to doing this again. And, you know, I just want to inspire anybody that hears this to know that you have such a limitless, infinite potential. And if you just have the courage to seek yourself, you already have the keys to the kingdom of heaven within you. So look within and you'll see it without. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode on the Metaspiritualist podcast. You can find Sean Energy's social handles in the show notes with this episode. We hope that this episode provides you with clarity, guidance, and comfort on your spiritual path or faith walk. To dial into our frequency, please be sure to follow us on Facebook at The Metaspiritualist, Twitter at 
Metaspiritu One, and of course, on Podbean, Apple, Google, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and Listen Notes. Also, we'd like to invite you to visit our website at www.themetaspiritualist.com. Right on the homepage, you can listen to the podcast, learn more about our platform, and soon we will have a spiritual shop for all of your metaphysical and spiritual needs. You'll also find a page of our spiritual offerings if you would like to book a meta reading or a meta sound session. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to our newsletter. Each week, I release a new issue that shares a personal perspective, an affirmation for the collective, and a hype of a friend of the meta spiritualist. If you enjoy the content being brought to you, feel free to message us at metaspiritualist at gmail.com. Until next time, we hope that you are in peace, harmony, love, and abundance.